You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God. Mind control. The last days. Higher dimensions. Unity. The power of faith. Discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Devon is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com and www.thefireplacechurch.org. Now, <clears throat> there are going to be some uh, shifts we will be making, guys, to the Fireplace Church and how we are executing it for now. Just know this. Uh, this weekend, which is uh, July 1st and 2nd, um, Saturday and Sunday, there is not going to be a Fireplace Church live service because of Independence Day. And um, we're just going to say, you know what? You guys are probably enjoying some barbecues, family time, all of that. Enjoy yourselves, guys, really. So... We are not going to be having service. Uh, the following week, we will be having service. And um, that is going to be on the tail end of the Sheep Nations and the End of the Age Conference. Now, um, the following week, so it's two things here. One, the Sheep Nations and the End of the Age Conference is July 7th through 9th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you haven't signed up, I want to encourage you to do that. It's going to be an awesome time. Um, and it's going to be a web conference, meaning you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to spend any money on plane tickets or gas. I mean, you, you could eat the food in the back of your fridge while you're hanging out. So it, it's truly uh, a, a really nice investment into a, a ton of information. I'm finishing up the manual as we speak. And uh, for those of you that have signed up already, you will be getting that in your email um, shortly before the conference begins. Now, uh, the following weekend is the 16th. We are going to be doing our first Fireplace Church live uh, service. And, and by live, I, I don't mean a live stream. I mean like we're actually going to sit there and I'm going to be there and we're going to be hanging out. 
So that's going to be on that Sunday, July 16th. And um, there's going to be a bit of direct marketing, um, or I, I should say, look, if you want to be there, go to bridemovement.com on our classes and events page and sign up for the Fireplace Church Live. It's 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 like a class, but it's free. It's zero. And you can um, sign up for that or, or purchase it, whatever have you. We'll know you want to be there. We'll add your email to our email list. And when we go to execute that, you'll be getting a direct invite. You'll click the link and boom, you will be in. there. will be just like a conference. There'll be live discussion. There'll be teaching. It's going to be very community-based. And I... Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So with that said, um, I have an awesome program for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be having Hope. She's going to be talking about the other side of the veil, and she is an Illuminati defector. Guys, I have a new P.O. box. I moved. I think I told you that last week. I have successfully arrived in my new place, and so we have a new P.O. box. Um if you want to write us or send us a donation or anything else, um, you can do that at P.O. Box 835661, Richardson, Texas 75083. Now, if you send us something to our old P.O. Box within the past week, it will probably be returned to you um, as, as a return to sender. I don't have access to that P.O. Box anymore, and I won't be able to get to it. So if anything happened to get sent, you'll get it back. And I, uh, I, I really want to thank all of you that support us financially. I mean, you are you guys are helping us to continue the work that we are doing. All the various venues of outreach that we are um, shooting for. And I just want to say, you know, God bless you guys. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, we are back on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall, and I am so excited to be sitting here again with Hope. She has been with me on a number of occasions to discuss her background. She has been overcoming Illuminati-level programming, and she has just wowed so many of you that listen to this program with the detail with which she is recounting the things that she has been through. And and she's joining me again today, guys, because she has only just begun to scratch the surface on all that she knows, all that uh, they invested into her, all that, you know, that there's just so much to be said. And, and truly, what she has spent the first three Programs that she did with me talking about were things primarily occurring in the natural realm. Actual events her physical body went to, actual places that she was uh, abused and so forth. But what she's coming back to talk about now are some of the spiritual components of what she went through because 
I'll tell you what, folks. The, the truth is everything is first spiritual and secondarily physical or natural. And what is being done in the spirit realm far outweighs or outpaces anything we see in the natural. And um, it's a huge component of the conversation. Now, we're calling this On the Other Side of the Veil with Hope. Hope, welcome back to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Thank you so much for having me again, Daniel, and I, I just really appreciate you giving me a platform to to speak about what the reality and the truth is of the things that people are experiencing and and uh, the horrible things that are going on in this country. Hmm. Well, you know, it's it's truly my pleasure, Hope, and I, I'll tell you what, I, I just so appreciate you, and like I, I say to every survivor that I bring on my program, you are so brave. Uh, people do not know what it costs you to do this. And um, you are overcoming with the power of Jesus Christ. And I'm watching it happen. And, you know, I, I, I just want to say thank you for taking this journey. And with that said, Hope, I, I really want to get started on this program is we're going to be talking about the other side of the veil with the subject of computers. Now, many people, when they think about a computer, they're thinking, oh, my desktop that sits on my desk or, oh, my laptop that I have, you know, carry around, whatever, or, you know, my my, my tablet. Uh, Some people look at their phone as a computer. It computes now and we have the smartphones and all of that. So we have all of this technology, very natural stuff. But computers are not limited to the natural realm. And, and what we've been learning, at least what I've been learning with many of the survivors, is that uh, computers play a huge role in programming and in things that are being done in the spirit realm. Now you know a few things about this and so i'm just going to leave it there hope what have you learned in your healing journey about computers well um with computers uh the illuminati they really use that as a programming tool and then also as a way that they can really join the spirit and the natural together. So, for example, um, the, cu- the computer keyboard, um, as far as that, you know, you have electrical currents that are going through that. Um, they use electrical currents to call and summon the uh, spirits to go through uh, the computer. And then they do like an overlay on the person's um, spirit and their mind. Um, so really, they liken the computer to the person's mind, spirit, um, you know, it, and then they have the chip or the, the information that they want to input into the person. Um, so... As far as on the spiritual realm, um, normally what that will look like is they will tap a certain key on the computer, um, and normally it represents the different um, areas within the the world, whether, say, they tap A and it's Africa, 
and then they will begin to and begin to call forth all the demons and the territorial spirits that are um, bound to that area. So they want that to channel um, and, and that spirit to kind of be um, what is what has access to the the child or to the person that they're doing the ritual over. Um, so it's kind of like a way of channeling and calling in those demons um, from that particular area because they have the frequency, they have the computer overlay, um, they use that to cause um, holograms um, from a um, from that different type, you know, portion of the of the uh, earth. They channel in the person and they astral project the person in. So you see like a hologram of that person. So they're actually involved in the ritual as well. Um, so it's. Um, it really is uh, used to try to connect the spirit and the natural together um, because with the computer, um, you know, it's artificial intelligence um, and they, they use that a lot in, in the programming. When you say overlay, mm -hmm. how do you visualize that for people? Um, well, as far as what I know to be um, in the program that they did to me is they would uh, connect sensors from the computer um, so then that way there was an electrical um, current and a frequency that was going from the computer to me and then they would call for demons to travel through those currents, um, and then to and then they would um, ask for the demons to create a part or create a um, space within the person for that specific information or that demon. So it was like um, taking a, a computer and and pretty much putting it within a person <laughs> because they wanted access to all the different parts of the brain and all of the different parts of the spirit so that they could put in what they wanted to put in. And even like the hard drive, the hard drive, they considered that to be the core of the person. So they wanted uh, the demons to really overlay that core so it would never be, you know, be found. So when they're doing their programming, you're telling me that they are connecting a person to a physical computer, yes. but it's for the purpose of using the demons and the frequencies to install almost like a spiritual computer inside of the person's subconscious and even as far down as they can get to the spirit. Correct, yes. And they even want to encase the core, which they look at as a hard drive. Mm -hmm. Hope, um, that is such an incredible connection. And, and here's the thing. A lot of survivors that I meet feel like they interface with technology and they feel so crazy. They're like, mm -hmm. and I remember there was a video that was sent to me. 
Jim Carrey. He goes on this program, uh, it's a like late night show, and he's doing this, you know, pyramid symbol, sticking his tongue out of his mouth with his triangle, and you know, he's making fun of the whole idea of it. But at the same time, he's also saying basically exactly what people are, you know, finding out is true. Exactly. <laughs> but he's making light of it. Uh, but it's interesting because at the end of this little skit he's doing, he picks up his phone and he pretends like, hey, I just got reprogrammed. Um, this is what I'm actually supposed to tell you. And, you know, to, to make everybody that feels like they're actually interfacing with technology crazy like oh man i'm just nuts look, look at jim carrey making fun of me i actually for a minute thought that i was interfacing with technology of course they're still not even aware that they are high level survivors they're on mm -hmm. that journey towards that revelation but th there there is this thing where and sometimes they can even hear codes coming in and going out like there are receptors or antenna systems inside of them um and, and and they feel like, well, you know, they're interfacing with technology. They are a computer themselves. They don't know what to do with this. What you're saying is you've come in touch with enough of your own history and truth to know that maybe they're not crazy. Absolutely not crazy. Um, it is absolutely the truth, and it, it happens. Uh, the Illuminati, they know exactly what they're doing. Um, they've done tons and tons of research or scientists and doctors and you know um, they know the brain more than than most <laughs> know the brain so they know how to control it and manipulate it and you know as you were saying about uh, Jim Carrey I mean reality is if even if you look at the like the, say the Truman Show I mean that's that's a programming movie exactly right there. Um, uh, you know they are in the control room. They're they're deciding when it rains and when it. Uh, you know what he's going to do that day and what he's not going to do that day. You know he he's not in control of of his life. You know he is really um, a victim to whatever he's told to do. Whenever even down to the to um, everything in creation around him. So, um, you know, unfortunately, all of the program that they do, um, when a survivor starts to talk about it, it's going to sound like, oh my gosh, this person is crazy, you know. I saw a movie on that. They probably just got that from there. But reality is... Um, I mean, this is going on all the time, and um, you can't make this stuff up. You know, you just don't wake up one day and say, this is what happened. Um, as far as the computer, um, it, it also, they there's like algorithms or like um, when you hack a computer, there's different things that go through the computer. Um, they want that to happen and connect the, the demons to that um, so that they, you, you can even feel an electrical current going through your body, you know, and with uh, victims, you know, you've been shot and used uh, a lot of, um, you know, that type of torture right. so you know what it feels like for an electrical current to go through your body mm. and 
you know, I mean, this only makes sense because obviously the brain is a uh, is, is a giant neural, you know, circuit. It, it and mm-hmm. so there's electricity that's always passing through. It's a natural uh, order of design of our brain, and so um, you know, what you're bringing up, hope, is just so accurate to what we run into, and. And, and, you know, this is what people really need to understand. Um, computers, I do not believe that computers uh, help us to understand the universe better. I think that computers were designed as an understanding of the universe was unraveled to scientists. Um, one of the things that we run into with, with not only survivors, but, you know, just dealing with stuff, the really high level stuff in the spirit realm, it, it's things that we have boiled down to terms like backup programs, power sources and backup power sources. You know, we have to deal with this. And it's really strange because, say, with the survivor, you may help a person to resolve an internal conflict that's connected to what you would call a program which is a script that's operating a certain component of their lives. Well, you could do that, deal with it, think, oh, we had a huge breakthrough, and then come back a week later and it's back. Mm-hmm. Because an, a backup program, which was engaged, which sounds exactly like computer language. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they use that, is, be, is because to most people, um, you know, that that's what it's going to sound like. But to a, a victim... Um, it's going to be natural language throughout the day, and so therefore it's going to trigger them all wherever they go. You're going to get a trigger, and you're going to know, hey, it's time to, to use that backup program and to allow those parts that we push, those parts of our brain that we push to the side to let them kind of come in and protect and not allow the information that they've stored in, in our brain to to be exposed and I mean they're very uh, meticulous about covering their tracks they they don't just put a, a core programming they put uh, for example they put a Jesus part a God part uh, a pain part and they're one on top of the other so if one gets free then there's Hundreds of others that are going to come up and do their job to protect that information because you've been told if you don't if you don't protect this information then so and so is going to die and we've seen that that's true I mean they they follow through with that or you know even the most hideous things they follow through with so um, it's really um, survival. Uh, so. Hope, um, one of the first things that we did, and, and, and folks, you know, <laughs> this is just my life, right? Um, when we sat down, we, we were there to do our first session, meet and greet, let me get to know you, maybe you get to know me a little bit, let's work on something. Next thing I know, we are dealing with what you described as a holographic multiverse overlay or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, really what that is, it's like if you see a, um, 
You know how they used to have in the, the libraries the, the film that goes over to, to kind of, uh, it magnifies it? Um, it? It's really like that. What, what happens is um, they will take a computer and with that computer they um, put all the sensors on the person and then what they do is they channel in all the demons to be like a an overlay, a, a protection over all of these different uh, parts of the computer that they have put over in the person's mind. Um, they want there to be like, it's like an invisible barrier really so if anybody ever prays for them then they're going to hit this invisible barrier and they're not going to be get, be able to get down to those important parts that are underneath the surface that wants them to get down to because their biggest goal is they want those demons to be in place that are connected to all the the holograms all the different uh, uh, parts of the of the world um, you know, the, the Illuminati is connected all over to the world, you know, and they don't want anything to mess with that because they have an agenda for the end. They have an agenda. They want a one world government. They want one race, one bloodline, and, and that is, they protect that, you know, and so all of the, the overlay is really them taking all of the territorial spirits and all of those throughout the entire world and connecting them um, as like a shield or a barrier because if you can't get through that you're never going to get to the core person you know so um, that's really what it is and of course the holograms you know you can they, that's really underneath there because that's going to expose who is connected throughout the world to the Illuminati. It's going to ex expose who really is at the top that is um, causing all of the things, um, you know, the, the agenda in that part of the world. So they never, ever want that to be exposed. Now, this thing that you're describing plugged you into a construct that included many other people. Mm -hmm, exactly. And those people were not only present on this physical earth, but it went wider than that. Mm -hmm. um, can you spend a little bit of time explaining how to the best that you can because I know some of this stuff it just gets so hard to even like you're dealing with it in the spirit and you're like how do you even put this into words yeah. um, we spent a lot of time there people have no idea but we're trying to give them one okay uh, why would you describe this based on what you were seeing as a as a multiverse overlay um, uh, the reason I would I would describe it as that is because um You've got all of the people that are throughout the world that are the top people that are um, 
really the people that are over that region or over that area. And then you have um, underneath that all of the different victims or like it's like a chain really it's like a chain and if you you never want one of the uh, links in the chain to be broken because um, they get their power and their um, source of uh, strength and source of, of energy and all of that by that connection because you have a body and then you have a spirit and it's connecting and without that connection you're not going to get the power that you want because that's what the demons go, kind of flow through. Um, and then you have the overlay is really like, it's kind of like a bubble. You know, um, it, it's like a bubble over top that keeps um, like a force field in a way uh, that they want to be over them that, you know, unfortunately a lot of people don't even get underneath that you know they just are dealing with that top thing all the parts that are that are really laid overlaid to keep from getting to the really deep stuff that um, they never want you to, to even know that that's going on so I guess that's really why I would say that now um, you know as far as astral projecting and all project out into um, different spirit realms because they want a soul tie to be formed. Um, what they do is they'll take blood and they'll take uh, some ritual act and cause a soul tie and uh, that gives them even more power. Uh, the demons to, to really channel and kind of connect all of that chain link. Um, just it's barrier after barrier to really keep from getting to the core person and, and who has all the information about what they've done. So, folks, you may need to rewind and listen to what she just said four or five times. This is a mouthful. It's a lot. Um, what, what, I, what I want you guys to understand, though, is that, you know, me and Hope, we're having actual, this is kind of almost casual conversation because this is what we talk about when and not just me and her but other survivors and anyone that knows what's going on and is coming out of this level of stuff now this is what the world wants you to think what oh you think that you're interfacing with some kind of technology you're crazy here's a pill oh you think you have other personalities they're just demons cast them out if you didn't cast them out you're not really saved Oh, you know, well, just act right. You know, and, and so they, they, they're oversimplifying the problem. What we don't realize is that they've actually interfaced the spirit with actual technologies to create overlays that block the, in, in, uh, the thwarting of agendas, even by prayer. So believers are praying in ignorance and not being effective because they refuse to understand what they need to be addressing in prayer. And one of the things that we found is that as we've exited ignorance and just said, you know, we're, we're going to begin to address things on the level that we are realized they're actually being done, well, we're getting results. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what happened as we prayed through some of the issues that came up on the first session we did, Hope, in, the, in respect to this particular issue? Well, um, Specifically, it was like I saw 
Jesus, and he was like unplugging their power sources. And it was like, um, you know, when you have a, a computer, if you unplug it from its power source, it's not really going to work so good anymore. So uh, it was like, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's like um, a huge, like say you have a huge um, amphitheater of uh, sound, you know, being being throughout the entire amphitheater or, or picture screens throughout the entire amphitheater. It's like when you went to the power source and pulled that out, it's like one at a time, boom, 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 and it just shut down. So um, I guess what I want to say more than anything is that if people know this, they can deal with that and not just kind of deal deal with the surface stuff and be caught up in kind of the web that they want you to be caught up in without really getting to the of what's going on in the person and in all of the lies and the things that they're believing because um, they're really, their main goal is, was to stay up outside of the overlay um, and deal with it kind of be frustrated over and over and over. It's like, why is this person not getting better? You know, but it's because that they've designed uh, lies and parts to protect that information. And once you get past that, then you can actually start getting healing at the root of who you are. Now, Hope, they are able to put the computers into people um, through the kind of programming you described in a very detailed way. Are they able to take parts of people out of their bodies, out of their person, and put them in computers, to your knowledge? Well, I I know during the rituals, you know, that we were talking about specifically when it has the overlay, I know specifically that they would connect me to power sources and um, they would take different, like they would start speaking the different part of my body, say if it was my kidney or my liver or my heart or whatever, and then they would have blood, and then they would have the frequency, and they would start calling forth demons to connect those different organs to that frequency. Because then that way, you know, they say, well, we have control in the computer. We have control. Like, for example, my heart, if my heart starts beating differently or feeling fluttery in my chest, um, they did programming to where if they were trying to um, communicate to me, my heart would start doing that. Because So they want to um, be able to not only um, affect your mind, they want to be able to affect your body. And in that way, it really, um, it really to the victim feels like every part of my body is 
controlled, you know, by the computer or by these these people. They're the controllers. They're the they're the controllers. They're the ones that actually have control over the computer. So, um, yeah, I mean that's done. Definitely done in the rituals. It's definitely something that they do. They want that part of the body to be really uh, connected to the computer, projected demonically and spiritually out into the different dimensions or the spirit realm and connected with another, uh, like whether it's demons or another victim. Um, because then they can, I mean, you got millions of, of um, you know, demonic connections and soul ties. So it's, it just... I mean, if you, you're aware of that, you can pray it, like kind of like what we did, you can pray for it, and it's just all at once taken care of instead of just a little uh, a time, you know? Amen. Folks, let me tell you something about the power of Jesus Christ. It's big. You know, I once told somebody Jesus has big muscles. Like, seriously, uh, what we're talking about sounds indescribably complicated and huge and overwhelming, like, oh my gosh. And I think that most of the Illuminati people pretty much figure that, yeah, they nailed it because they made it so overwhelmingly complicated and huge. And no one's ever going to pray big enough to knock this out. And yet, when we pray to Jesus, well, I'm here to tell you, you're actually listening to a person that's witnessed in first hand that there are prayers big enough prayed that just knock it out top to bottom. It, it is gone. And um, that particular thing. And um, not that there's not more, but like, you know, God is unveiling mystery secrets revelation to deal with stuff on such high levels that, I mean, to the best efforts of the powers of darkness, this is a prayer. This is a testimony um, to the power of Jesus Christ. They, they can't overcome it. They cannot overcome the power of Jesus. And so I, I just want to say that, you know, for those of you that are suddenly feeling like very discouraged, like, oh, my gosh, not only is everything hope saying just resonating throughout my entire person, maybe your body's vibrating because of the, you know, abreaction to what she just said. Like, I'm here to tell you, look, Jesus Christ is bigger than the problem, even mm-hmm. when the problem is this big. Right. And I hope uh, with, with that said, I want to talk a little bit about grids now. I will say that we began coming up against grids uh, maybe a couple years ago, and uh, it's just such a key to understanding the way they um, set things up because they, they, they are really big on building what I would call constructs in the spirit to mm-hmm. route powers. And um, I want to let you talk about grids and you I, I think you kind of touched on it. Um, maybe talking about like a digital grid and how they connect people with this particular computer. But, you know, in a, in a general sense, what can you tell us about grids? Well, as far as the Illuminati, I mean, they're, they're aware of all the different um, shapes and all of the different things that they will call in demons like the very best way possible. And the different uh, shapes and um, and as far as for the grid, um, in my experience, they showed it was like a grid of the of the globe, a grid of the earth, 
and um, they would show where they were channeling and calling in the demons on that grid and um, how they were connecting it. It was very strategic. It wasn't like we're going to target here and I think we'll target here. It was very strategic, uh, very military, um, you know, determined as far as like where the portals are on the earth. Um, uh, they use that a lot. If there's already been a lot of uh, rituals and demonic activity in certain places, then they would make sure that that was a specific um area on the grid that they would target on and it's really like kind of like the if you look in the body and the different uh, veins and all of that it's kind of like the source um, you know the, the major source and then you have the, like the veins that come out from it um, and on the grid they would plot those um, and specifically the reason they did that is because the at in those areas they would have um, more power and more strength um, in, a, in a portal to be able to call in more uh, demonic activity and more power in those regions um, and they wanted them all connected and the reason they want them all connected is because they have like concentration camps they have different places set up to where their they they their whole point is um, at the end, we're going to be the ones who control here. You know, we're going to be the ones that are in charge. Um, so we want to make sure that we have places where we can put all these people that we want to get rid of, um, and we need to have enough power in that area over the people's minds where they're really not even going to know that we're doing all of this. You know, with Hitler, he did it all kind of out in the open. Yes, he was very strategic a little bit at a time. But this is so underneath the surface, people don't even realize um, how many, you know, mind control people are in this, even in this country, you know, um, and they don't want people to know that because they can spiritually, you know, have authority over that area. Um, so it's really kind of like a, a grid, like a military grid of, of um where they have power and where strategically they are planning to attack and how they want that connected to all the other regions around and it and from that grid then they give you your assignment uh, where your assignment is and what your assignment is and um, who's connected to that um, so it's really kind of a very military based strategic plan on a global My gosh. Um, so this uh, relies on the identification of actual uh, naturally occurring portals and ley lines, I assume. Mm -hmm. I've had people that have reported to me when you know they were still involved in the occult and they did astral projection. Um, that they remember seeing Earth laid out with these grid lines. Right, yes. 
What would you say to that observation? Well, I mean, if you have soldiers in the army, you're going to want them to know what your objective is. So, I mean, it's very tortured into every single victim of what the objective is and where their objective is and um, how that is going to take place and where it's going to take place and what it's connected to as far as the regions and the towns and the cities and all that. Um, Because it's really like, for example, like martial law. I mean, if if we get to a point... um, this is who's going to be charged in every single area. So if you don't know the grid, you're not going to know the full plan. And for a victim, you know, you're tortured over and over to say, well, if I don't fall through with my portion of the plan, then I'm going to be one of the ones that's in, that's being tortured. Um, and if I, you know, it's always, um, trying to choose the lesser evil, you know, if I do this, then I'm not going to have to do this, you know, so you're always trying to find a way out of having to do, you know, what they, what they're telling you have to do, and that's how they have control over you. Now, this um, leads me into the next thing I really want to talk about, and this has to do with um, regional powers, principalities, if you will, um, over geographic territories and how they interface with survivors. Um, Hope, what do you know about this subject? Um, So, for me... As far as the territorial powers, um, they they really connect that. They want that to be really laid in in infancy as much as they can um, with the bloodlines. They they don't just want the bloodline to be intact. They want the spiritual territorial line to be intact as well because there's so much more power. Um, so. Uh, and for an infant and as a child, um, that's when they were, you know, doing all the rituals to call in all the demons um, from each specific area and each specific bloodline. And the reason they were allowed to do that is because they had a legal right um, as far as the bloodline. Um, so that's really what they do. They, they do that from the very beginning because they, um, you're not only dealing with blood, you're dealing with spirit uh, and territorial spirit. So it just makes it harder and harder to, um, to get free from, the, from that. Right. And, and, and this is another criticism I have of, I would call it, Secular counseling for survivors of high-level satanic ritual abuse, government-sponsored mind control projects, Illuminati-level survivors. If the goal is only to help a person that is dissociated to achieve an acceptance of all of their parts so that they can live a more stable life, with the assistance of drugs, 
what, when do you ever deal with the regional powers that are anchoring it? But furthermore, if you have a person, say a coach, that's working with a survivor that refuses to acknowledge the spiritual warfare component and to think, all I have to do is minister inner healing because maybe they've bought into the heresy that a Christian can't have a demon, much less be interfaced with a fallen angel or some other kind of cosmic. Like, the, like it's hopeless. It is wasting time is what it's doing. You're not actually going to do anything. It's almost to me like, you know, taking a broom going out into the middle of a desert and trying to dust the sand off of the desert with your broom. I mean, it's just so dumb. It's like, what do you do? What are you doing? You're, you're just wasting time. You have to get to this level to even begin to break through imp- to impact. It's, it, it's just required. And, and Hope, I, I want to let you talk a little bit now at this point about a couple of guys that uh, gave you a big headache. Ra and Ramadan, and um, talk about, you know, the significance to your programming. Sure, sure. If I can just say something about what you said right then, I would like to encourage people as far as what you were saying about that, that it's really needed as far as a connection with the inner healing and deliverance. You have to have both because all the parts inside, they may be fighting with everything that's within them to get free, but if you have that demonic power that's giving them, you know, is is keeping them from being able to, to really deal with their issues, then, you know, it's like trying to battle with your hands tied behind your back. Um, I know with us, whenever you've prayed for me, as you pray and the demonic is taken care of, the territorial and the spiritual is taken care of, all the memories for me naturally just flood back and the Lord brings truth. So it really has to be a partnering of both, uh, especially to make it easier for the victim. I mean, it's just, you know, for the survivor, they need that. So anyways, I just had to add that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's, no, it's, it, it's true. And, and I've had other people tell me this. They say, you know, Daniel, the reason why my parts are so responsive to you is because they know that you're going to have their back. Right. In other words, if the Punisher is standing right there and it's like, yeah, if you talk, I'm going to, you know, take you to a realm and torture you for, you know, and, and they know the person that they're working with has no power or authority to stop it. Why try? It's right. a feeling of futility that's actually resident within the person's subconscious on the inside of them that, that they just hit a stalemate with the person they're working with because their parts don't want to cooperate. The parts don't see a point. The parts know what it's going to cost them. And if the parts have a confidence that the person working with them is actually partnering with the power of Jesus Christ to be their advocate and to fight for their, you know, uh, freedom from not only the present issue that's presenting, but you know, the retaliation that's going to happen on the back end. There's a much more likelihood that cooperation is going to manifest. And and so, you know, that that's it, it's just very key. It's very key. Yeah, I totally agree. It really goes hand in hand. Sorry, I had to had to throw that in there. <laughs> no, this is really great. Thank you. Um, 
But back to Ra and Ramadan. Right. So um, for me, as far as the Ra and Ramadan, they had really, really put that as a very deep level territorial um, um, spirit that was really rooted at uh, their agenda. And when I say that, Raw and Ramadan is really, it, it's connected. It's very, it's hand in hand. Um, uh, those demon, those territorial demonics and uh, uh, all the generational things that come with it. Uh, and for me, um, they did a lot of, of torture and training, military training around Ramadan. Um, they caused me to, um, you know, hey, we, as far as rituals and everything, we um, are going to kill this person. And, and, you know, I saw people killed. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I don't want to get very graphic, but I saw a whole lot. <laughs> and so I know what happens. I've seen it. And um, you know, being forced to do things. Um, and so they really have, they're trying to force your, your will in, in the heart that God gave you to do these evil things. And so they partner that with the spirits. And for me, with Ramadan, um, if I would take on the spirits of Ra and Ramadan, then at the end, when they, you know, when they call me to um, sacrifice myself, um, I would only have to do it in a, a very small um, place where maybe two or three people would, would get killed as far as with the bombs strapped to me. Now, if I didn't take on the demons, then I would have to go to some large Place and, and tons of people would be uh, be killed. So for me, it was a choice between what can I do that's going to be the least evil. So therefore, I chose to take it on, and that gives them a legal right, but they do everything they can to get you to do that. And so it it's really damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, it's like it, you're, it's always those kind of situations. Um, and um, really as far as the, the spiritual realm with that um, wow it's huge <laughs> it's huge here in the US um, as, as you see in all the different states the different um, mosques and everything that are they're popping up um, and they're getting more and more power here um, and it's really connected with the victims in the end time agenda of the Illuminati. Um, a lot of your bombings are, you know, maybe a victim or someone that's been tortured, um, in mind, mind control. Um, um, it's just really, it, you can see a person, but you don't really know why you're they're having to do something. Uh, 
I really believe a lot of them that are just a, a, a few here and there and a, not a big venue. It's people that have been controlled and forced to do it. Um, but really, as far as the demonic um, and the territorial spirit, um, it's really it's like a three-strand cord. Um, you have Rav, Ramadan, and you have the Archdiocese. If you do any kind of... Um, research on that you'll see um the queen of heaven the sun you know they um all the different uh gods that are represented there demonic gods that are represented there and the symbols that they have you know with the moon and the crescent moon and the and the tree um and really it's kind of like an overlay they do an overlay over the different states and where they want the portals to be and the mosque to be set up because um, it's just another way they're using them to be able to gain control uh, over the people um, and, and as far as the um, archdiocese if you look at any of them the symbols and the things that they carry it's going to uh, be similar uh, to the raw and Ramadan symbols, um, really their main goal is um, for all the victims, the ones that don't have the Illuminati race DNA, um, or the uh, mixed breeds, um, they're really their goal as far as that is um, to, to train soldiers in, in really the, uh, to to cause dominance in the U.S. It's very, very hard to explain, but I hope that that explained that at least a little bit. Right. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very complex. It's, it, this whole thing is just interwoven at a very deep level. And I just know that when we were doing, you know, some of our work, what came up into programming were Ra and Ramada and the uh, connection to the Sun Crescent and mm -hmm. um, it was also connected to Bloodline and it's like all of these different components are like swirling around and we were trying to figure it out um, but you know at, at the end of the day you had to renounce them as Bloodlines and and yeah entities and powers and. and and really it was it was bloodlines um connected to those different regions in the in the world um uh, for me it was it, it was dramatic healing that the lord did that papa god did during that because as soon as those bloodlines were renounced um i saw all the rituals the lord showed me all the rituals that they had done and really, I was trying to save, you know, save my, my, you know, of course, they, they had me impregnated quite a few times, save my children. Um, and the ultimate goal is always, how can I not hurt people? <laughs> you know, but with, with, um, with Ra and Ramadan, it, it really was more of a, a bloodline. A spiritual connection um, 
you know, with Illuminati and in their whole income agenda. But it was neat how the Lord really kind of collapsed all of that. And, uh, but they're all interwoven. I mean, they're all connected. That gives them the power. So they may hate each other, but they're interwoven. And I, I want to encourage people, you know, it's like, okay, well, this language sounds strange and that's really great that you guys are able to do it. But what does that mean for me? You know, at BrideMovement.com, which is our ministry website, I have a prayer. It's called um, Freedom from Illuminati Bloodline Genetics. And this prayer is um, really powerful. It is also extremely effective. As a matter of fact, it's the exact prayer that I used in working with Hope to help her get free of some of these influences we're talking about right now. And it's like, well, how, how could you address all of this complexity in a prayer? Well, you can download the prayer for free on our website and find out and maybe even apply it to your life. Now, I, I will say this. This particular prayer, it was initially designed to help survivors get free of their, you know, known family name bloodlines and all the covenants that are included in those, such as Rockefeller, Rothschild, uh, Romanoff, and, and I list a whole bunch of families on that prayer. But it can be applied to uh, non-human bloodlines as well. What that means is that if you have a Ra Ramadan bloodline issue, you can put their names into that prayer as opposed to Rockefeller, or Rothschild, or Collins, and use the prayer as it's written and um, experience massive, massive breakthroughs. So uh, free resources from Bride Ministries for you. Now, I... Um, I want to now get into another subject with you, Hope, for a little while. And uh, that's the subject of other realms. Um, Other realms. Because, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that the uh, Illuminati is not happy to do everything on the Earth realm. That's just too simple. And uh, you don't have enough back uh, (laughs) backups. So they use a lot of other realms. Um, to what extent are you aware of this, and what can you tell us? Well, I do know that from the very beginning, from the infancy on, they want you to know how to go into different realms. Um, that's where they communicate. Um, that's why they get a lot away with a lot of what they do is because they communicate in different realms and different frequencies uh, so that people can't hear their conversations. Uh, they don't know how to connect to those different frequencies and and uh, go into the different realms to to hear you know it's it's a speci- it's actually like a specific language. Um, for me, they really use a lot of like strobe lighting, um, like the triangle instrument. Um, they they want a um, your mind really has to go to a different state of consciousness, and so they use strobe lighting. They use um, uh, different. 
pitches and sounds to get your mind to go into a different uh, realm and to um, to be able to really communicate in those those realms um, they pair it with torture so they will be doing the strobe light in your eyes and, and they tape your eyes open to where it's going and that causes your mind to go away because it's it's torture um, and then with the sounds they it with some form of torture on your body so then this your because of the sound then your your mind's going to go away so really that's how they kind of transport your mind into different dimensions because at that point you're kind of opened up to whatever um, so they're able to speak over you and send you wherever they want you to go so they really pair the sounds and the, um, you know, the, as far as your eyes, you know, your spirit, it, there's a lot of stuff through your eyes. Uh, they pair that to cause you to be open to wherever they want you to go in the spirit realm. And do you have any memories recovered of some of the places you would go? Well, a lot of times for me, they would send me, it would, it would be, um, it's hard to say for me, because a lot of times they would say, well, now this is hell, or this is heaven. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they would um, not make me aware of where I was. Um, they would want to cover where it was specifically that I was at. Um, so then if I was there again, I wouldn't really be able to say to somebody, oh, I was there. You know what I mean? They, they would kind of put in descriptions, this is hell or this is heaven. Um, and they did a lot of white noise and that type of thing. So there's a lot of distortions uh, of the different things going on around me. Um, so, I, I mean, I know without a doubt that uh, I went to Africa, I went to um, India, and like all the different spiritual realms, I, I went there, but they always protected um, the surroundings. They wanted, they didn't want me to be able, able to know kind of where I was at any given moment. That was another part of the control. Wow. Wow. And, um, folks, let me tell you something. Uh, Hope is telling you what she knows, what she's mm -hmm. experienced and what she's lived. Uh, let me just remind you of that. And as you want to get in arguments about, you know, what you believe should be the way it is or how you think it should work, Ask yourself the question, how hmm, valid is your opinion against someone's actual experience? Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and that's one of the things that I, you know, am always bewildered by. I, I'm bewildered by these believers that have opinions and puppet their opinions as an indictment against people like me and others and say, oh, you know, well, they're just making stuff up. And it's like, but if Hope, who is dearly beloved of the Father and Jesus, was sitting in front of you and it was your job to help her because Jesus loves her and wants her free, would your opinion get her set free? The answer is no, because he's not sitting hope in front of you, because <laughs> your opinion doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so before you, like, you know, go on your high horse, think about what I just said, because right. the, you don't, you do not go to the butcher that cuts up your meat to get surgery on your brain. Why? Because the butcher is not properly trained. He doesn't have the right tools or the right understanding. And if your only philosophy is the butcher's philosophy on what to do with meat, um, you know, that's fine. But don't accuse the doctor and his patients of not knowing what the heck they're talking about. Just saying. Um, exactly. Exactly. And honestly, you know, to me, it, I'm living proof that it that it did happen because I was a mess like I and now I'm not tormented I'm not any of those things I I mean I've, I've got peace I can you know it's 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 evidence that every bit of what I'm saying is true and I mean, it's just, unfortunately, even though it's hard, it's even hard for me to believe, and I experienced it, but it's it's the truth, and we can, um, we can pretend, or we can actually deal with reality, um, and I, I don't ever see a time where Jesus was just like, oh, let's just pretend like that never really happened. No, he got in there with the people and what they were experiencing and what they were going through. And he saw it, he lived it with them, and he healed them. Um, and then that that's what it is. I'm not living every day in this anymore. I mean, the Lord is, as it's being brought up, I'm being healed, but then I move on. But, I mean, that's what he's called us to do, to allow him to heal those places so that we can live an abundant life. And just to pretend like it's not there. I mean, that's what the enemy does. <laughs> He's about lies, you know? So. It's, so, it's just so true. Uh, okay. So with that said, um, I, I do want to talk about one last subject today. Uh, and it's regions of captivity. Regions of captivity. And And, um, you know, for some of you, this may not be a new idea, but for others of you, it may be very new, and, and truly, let's give you a little bit of a framework here. People are trapped in regions of the spirit and other realms. That's where their humanity gets locked up and tormented, even while they are able to present and live life on the earth. Um, there is a whole chapter in my book, Higher Dimensions, Parallel Dimensions in the Spirit Realm, on this subject, so I'm not going to give a theological treatise right here. 
Um, but what I am going to do is I am going to invite Hope to share a few thoughts on the subject of regions of captivity, because as a survivor, all survivors deal with this. Um, mm -hmm. and, and truly, some of those regions are internal. They're mm -hmm. built into a person's subconscious that to, to manifest like prisons or castles or dungeons. And actually, I'm going to ask you to talk about the castle, Hope. But, um, you know, the, uh, the, the reality is, is that people get locked up in their own minds and get, their, their minds are then guarded by demons, and spirit children, other kinds of things. Um, and, and also there are regions of the spirit realm where people get trapped and their fragmented souls get trafficked. We spend a lot of time pulling the fragments of people out of these areas so they can get healed. But anyway, this is a little bit of my spiel on the subject. Um, Hope, I want to invite you to talk about the castle and also uh, anything else you want to mention about regions of captivity in, in a general sense. Sure, sure. Um, well, for me, a lot of my programming was um, like a pretty pink princess denial, like just staying in a denial state to where everything was perfect. So they, um, in the spirit realm, would construct uh, like castles um, and it all, in the castles there was a lot of uh, demonic spirits that were placed to keep me from seeing the truth um, and, and keeping me in denial. Um, and then there's a, quite a few different times that the Lord, when you've had you know, when you pray for me, Daniel, um, I just saw him, like, even as you would begin and say only a couple of different words, it was like, it just crumbled. Um, and as that crumbled, then I was able to, to hear Jesus. A lot of times it's put up demonically so you can't hear, hear the Lord's voice. I think specifically, um, for me, I've had a lot of constructs like the Wizard of Oz, um, you know, the, um, it looked like a castle, you know, with the monkeys, that there were the demons and the witches, um, uh, they had a lot of curses that were specifically spoken over me to keep me from getting really to the core person of who, who I am, um, and as the Lord you know, as you would pray over me, um, those walls and those uh, barriers, uh, whether it's demonic or um, like overlay sound barriers, things like that, it would fall down. So then I, I could actually see what the lies were that the enemy was telling me and be able to get to hear from Jesus. Because some main thing they don't want they don't want you to actually be able to hear from Jesus that um, they want don't want um, Jesus voice to really be able to to be heard and to, because that's where the healing's going to happen um, they want walls to be set up with that I know one specific for me um, that programs my core to always think that I was evil I mean that's really how they kept me under their control for so long so they had a construct um, 
so it was like an underground construct of the underground tunnels uh, where they took me and did all the military training. And this was kind of like a, 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 a regional territorial construct, but also a spiritual construct. And during, you know, during the healing, Jesus would kind of take me through all the tunnels down um, into the pits and, and, and then seeing the different uh, images, like holograms of who they said I was, whether it's like a, a person looked like a golem or uh, a demonic figure, all the different things that they set up to make me see in the spirit and think that was me. And, and they never wanted me to get to the core of who I am and actually be to see the reality of, of who I am. So they say, um, as well, to keep the person from ever seeing who they really are. Um, because if you see that, hey, you know, I'm not this evil demon monster why do I need them to torture me? You know, for me, I, I just, I was like, I have to have them torture me because I'm so evil. Like, I have to have it. But as uh, these contracts were taken down and actually being able to get to the core of who and see who I really am. And, and you know, Hope, since you have uh, taken us this far, why don't you tell us what happened when you finally did meet the core of who you are. Uh, it's a flood of emotions. Um, I mean, my entire life, um, I thought I thought that I'm evil, and it's been like layer after layer after layer after layer of trying to get underneath all that to see that you know. But I would still, even like the angry parts of me or the different parts of they because they they um named a lot of my parts you know demonic names um i still thought well there's part of me that's like that still but when i was able to actually see the core of who i am and that all the other stuff was just really um like holograms and and things that they were putting in place for me to continually see as what I looked like, you know, when I saw that that was just more lies that they'd set up, it just was a flood of emotions, just, I guess, more of a peace in myself that I don't have to be afraid of myself all the time. And, yeah, it's just huge. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. So, you know, folks, um, just to give you a bit of a, a little bit better understanding here um, on that subject, you know, Hope, Hope went all of her life being afraid of who she was because she was told a version of her identity that was the devil's version of her identity, completely devoid of truth yet reinforced throughout a lifetime. So she was told you're evil, you're dangerous, you're a killer, you're this, you're that, whatever. Um, and so there was a great 
fear of ever looking at herself at her core. Mm -hmm. And it kept her separated from the core of her own humanity for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Until just recently, when Jesus lifted the veil and said, no, I made you beautiful. And, you know, I, I just want to say to those of you that are listening, those of you that are survivors and those of you that, you know, have probably brought the lie that says you're evil, you're this, you're, you're no good, you're a plague upon the earth, you're whatever. You know, Jesus is saying the same thing to you. He's saying, no, actually, I made you beautiful. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I just want to say, because we're going to close out the program at this point. Um, folks, Jesus is the one that gives us beauty for ashes. He's the one that has all authority in heaven and on earth. And he's the one that is the lover of our souls, our advocate with the Father who shed his blood and gave his life so that we could find life in him. And... He wants to heal you. He wants to reveal his love for you. And he has the power to destroy everything the devil has done. And that's why we serve him. Mm-hmm. So, um, Hope, did you have any final thoughts before we close out this program? I just think it's so... Um so Papa God that he would end on that note um, really how beautiful his his ultimate goal is to show us who we are and show us his genuine love and he's so much greater than all this um, every bit of as strategic and demonic and hideous as what of what they did it's like he showed me it's like you have a, a rope that has tons of knots in it and you can't get it out. He's always going to be able to get all of that out. He knows exactly what to do. And um, so at the end, that's, that's his, his goal. Discovering the Truth with Dan DeBall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.